The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. Good morning. What an amazing day. Yes, good morning. <laughs> In 1978, I walked into a small hotel in Beaverton, Oregon, for a gathering of the International New Thought Alliance local ministries. And there was a young man there, about my age, a little bit younger, who spoke that day. And I was so moved by the wisdom and the feeling of love and really the the message that came through that day was so moving to me. And as a minister myself... Uh, and it was just so precise and distinct right in, in just a few minutes. So I wanted to get to know him. His name, Roger Teal. Over the 41 years of friendship and collegiate ministry work together and building boards and different things, I've seen what I saw that day in this spark of, in a very young person, a master of wisdom and light, not only lead a wonderful ministry in Oregon, the service here at Mile High and then off in the home office of, of the wonderful movement uh, out of which this ministry comes, uh, serving Dr. Peggy Bassett's ministry and then as senior minister there, and then back here for 25 years in leadership, not only in his work in a personal ministry and with an amazing community, but as a world leader in new thought. You know, today, the ideas that 30, 40 years ago were so revolutionary because of the work of all of you and because of his leadership, more and more and more, these are rising up as a new and a much more accepted and common understanding that there is one presence, there is one life, there is one truth, and it shows up in all kinds of different ways, but there is one. Every one of us comes out of that one. Not one of us could wake ourselves up this morning. This presence and this power woke us up. Roger has been teaching this for many, many, many years and living it himself. Not one of us has the power to even make our heart beat one time. But that presence and that power moving into and through us, guiding us every single day, saying to you and me, this is not just another day of your life. This is the one day of your life. And no one gets to think your thoughts today but you or make your choices today but you. And so over many years, as I saw Roger lead his life from this level of integrity and leadership and guidance and wisdom and love, I saw him bring that into the larger body of the New Thought Movement and then into the world through many years uh, as a board member of the International New Thought Alliance. Over then, as the new vision emerged out of that and the Association for Global New Thought was birthed, First as an idea in a hotel conference room. And the idea is, what, what could we do that would really help this become so much better known? Not kind of hidden in pockets around, but what could we do to bring this forth? What if we did a project that might involve, say, Martin Luther King's kids or Gandhi's grandkids and take us to the UN to speak these messages or work with His Holiness the Dalai Lama? Every idea that went on that blackboard, guided by Roger Teal that day, not only stayed on a blackboard, it became a living reality. And over the many years here with you, he has again and again shared with you, it starts with an idea. 
you incarnate that idea and watch your life and those around you change. It was about 800 years ago that a Persian poet named Rumi said, it's as if a king has sent you into a far and distant land with one specific task to accomplish. You can accomplish a hundred other things. And if you fail to accomplish the one thing for which you've been sent, in the end, it will be as if you have accomplished nothing. It's as if a king, the G.O.D., the grand overall designing presence, power, life, has sent you and me into a distant land with one specific task to accomplish. First the discovery and then the delivery of the glory that indwells us in a unique way that we're guided by and in. And for many, many years and the 41 years that I've known this man, I have seen him not only continue at depths, to continue to discover even greater understanding and develop greater and greater willingness to follow and shine that. Roger Teal has been a good and faithful servant of that one thing. And today we're here to celebrate him, give thanks to him, and recognize all the ways that has impacted our lives. Thank you, Roger Teal. I love you. We love you. Thank you, Mary Morrissey. Uh, it's such an honor to introduce Howard Caesar to everyone this morning. Reverend Howard has served as a unity minister for 41 years. Uh, he is the author of the book, One Plus One is One, which is all about experiencing oneness in everyday life. And he is a longtime friend of Dr. Rogers. Let's hear it for him. Howard Caesar, everybody. Uh, good morning, Mile Hires. Uh, I am so very honored to be here in the honoring of Dr. Roger Teal and his beautiful wife, Erica. And uh, I just can't tell you how much uh, my wife and I have loved them and continue to love them. Uh, Roger's been a, a dear friend and colleague and prayer partner uh, for many years and um, really consider him a, a brother. And 18 months ago, our roles were reversed, and uh, Roger and Erica came to my goodbye Sunday in Houston uh, when I was leaving pulpit ministry after 41 years, uh, 34 of which were uh, serving there in Unity of Houston. And Roger spoke that day honoring myself and my wife, Diane. So I have to say, I sort of led the way into a retirement, and... Uh, I know we're not supposed to place blame here in New Thought, but uh, maybe he may have caught the retirement bug from me. In fact, uh, one of the things he said that morning, that day, uh, he shared with the congregation, he looked to me and he said, you know, Howard, I didn't really know retirement was an option. <laughs> Nobody told me that. Thank you for that, uh, Howard. Roger and I, uh, as I say, have been close friends and... Uh, prayer partners for many years. We've shared a lot of experiences. We've traveled together. Um, we've shared high moments. We've shared difficult and challenging times as well. And Roger, one thing I want to warn you about in, is that in retirement, your memory can begin to fade a little bit. And so it's only been 18 months for me. 
and I can say, all your secrets are safe with me. (laughs) I don't remember any of them. (laughs) And having led the way into retirement, I could share with you, Erica, a number of changes for you. Um, uh, (laughs) Upon retirement, um, uh, when my wife and I sat down and financially crunched the numbers, my wife gave me this long, worried look. And she finally said, if you wear the mask, I'll drive the getaway car. (laughs) And Erica, it's it's great that you have established this interest in improv and have become so talented in it, really, because it has been said that a retired husband often becomes a wife's full-time job. So there will be some improvising going on there. (laughs) And uh, another of the changes is that there is a tendency to want to pull back a bit for a while and not be as accessible. And uh, as there are changes coming for Roger and Erica, there are for you as a congregation as well. And Roger gave me some advice at the point at which um, I was retiring 18 months ago, and he suggested a new message for my phone answering machine. And I know he's taking his own advice, so if you call, this is what you will hear. Hello, we're not available right now, but thank you for caring enough to call. We're making some changes in our life. Please leave a message after the beep. If we do not return your call, you are one of those changes. (laughs) So thank you for that advice, Roger. Roger, I would define you not just as a good minister, but as a great minister. Really, you have all the gifts. You're a wonderful speaker and communicator, amazing teacher, have tremendous leadership skills and abilities, a business mind, a person of great heart, really genuinely cares. And you're kind of cute, too. (laughs) A quality person, and a quality person draws quality around them. And so you've drawn quality board members and amazing quality staff and music team and uh, just quality leadership that's surrounding you as well. And I know that this congregation is very grateful to have two such, such outstanding people to succeed you as Michelle and Joshua. I say congratulations to you two. And... What I know is that this congregation loves you and will support you, and along with the other fine ministers, as you keep the mile-high magic alive and growing. Um, And don't worry about filling Roger's shoes. He's taking them with him. (laughs) So, Now, speaking of quality, we can never overstate the value and importance of having that quality person at your side in the name of Erica leading and lending uh, support as well and encouragement and contributing her time, her energies, her many talents to the success of this ministry. And so I know this congregation loves and appreciates you, Erica, and we thank you for what you have met. I've been asked to incorporate into my share uh, a brief kind of five-minute 
lesson, meaning lesson. And uh, that's a tall order for a minister. And, uh, but I'm, a, I'm up for the miracle. Um, so support me. Well, to begin with, let me share uh, from my experience that it's not all that easy to leave a ministry, especially one as great as this one is, where for over 25 years, this person has been serving and teaching and loving uh, people, uh, have built wonderful relationships, loving relationships with all of you. And uh, this can be a teaching moment for all of you as well, to reflect on your life and difficult changes and adjustments that you have perhaps had to make or where you may be called upon to make in the future as you move forward. You know, Roger set an intention and a goal early on, and that was to be a heart-centered person. He studied under Brew Joy and did all of the things necessary, and he did it. You know, he modeled that. He became that. Because what the heart says, that alone is truth. The heart guides us. The heart is the voice of God. It's the voice of love. And listening to your heart means listening to God. And even if you don't understand where it's necessarily taking you in the moment, where it's calling you to, it is a matter of trusting. Uh, And you're simply always knowing that it's going to be leading us to our next highest good. And so God is what we call the whole, and each of us is a part. And the part is to listen to the whole. And the whole speaks to the heart through the heart. And so we may come to a place where we realize that a chapter is now complete. And a new one is calling us. And it's not easy sometimes to answer that call, to move on into the unknown and into unwritten pages that are waiting to be filled. It can be a calling much as occurred for Abraham in the scriptures. If you recall, there was God speaking to Abraham and saying, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Look northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all which you see, I will give to you. Arise, walk in the land in its length and its breadth, for I will give it to you. Roger's been called. The spirit within speaks to the heart knowing what to do and when. It not only knows, but it it impels you forward. We're talking about change, folks. And, you know, in the case of Roger, we could ask, well, why would anyone leave their position of leadership in a place as amazing as this, where they have put their heart print into every square inch of these beautiful facilities and and the land and the projects and the services and uh, where he loves to to serve and do what he does and does it so well. Why? And I say to you, the question is really not why, it's what. What is it that is going on in Roger? You know, what is it that's leading Roger? What is it that he is listening to? And I tell you, it is the true authority that he has always listened to and always been loyal to. It is that one presence and that one power that moves through each and every one of us. You know, and he has listened to it. It has served him well in creating this special mile-high ministry um, with a mile-high love, mile-high teachings, mile-high energy. Cannot be denied. He has been listening and trusting, and this is not new for him. 
As I close my comments now, I would like to share some lines with you from an amazing author who wrote an amazing book. It is titled, This Life is Joy. (laughs) Written by Roger Teal, as you know. It's a fabulous book. From cover to cover, it is rich, but I take you to a chapter that is titled, This Change is Birth. And a couple of excerpts I'd like to share where he wrote, It is never too late to develop an enhanced and effective relationship with change. It is essential because life is a never-ending river of change. There are those experiences that take us into graduate-level change training. He goes on to say, No matter what any change appears to be about at the surface, this change is birth. We discover a vital opening into life mastery, by shifting our approach and becoming the midwife of a birth unfolding by means of some kind of change. He continues, Yes, there will be times when it's natural and appropriate to grieve the change. We readily become attached to people and things, and it's seldom easy to let go, for we grieve because we have first loved Love always conceives and champions new expressions of life. Like the phoenix rising, something is always seeking to emerge and to proclaim itself. And underneath are the everlasting arms. And finally, he shares, Change is our entree into more of the emerging magnificence of who we are. Are you a yes to what your spirit knows you are destined to be? A great question for us all. Thank you, Roger. Today we say thank you for all the ways that you have shown us how to say yes. Yes to the spirit within us. Yes to its guidance. Yes to joy. Yes to, most importantly, the heart of love that you have so demonstrated so beautifully and powerfully. And so as Roger has taught us to say yes to all that God is and is guiding us to, it's now our turn to say yes to the change that is both his and ours. Roger and Erica, I love you so much. We all do. Thank you for allowing me to be here this day with you. you. Uh, I love you. I love you. Let's go fishing. Yeah. (laughs) Love you. Dr. Roger, we've tried to bring in some of your favorite songs today for you. And this song also gives us the chance to say thank you for your conviction of the heart. Where are the dreams that we once had? Isn't it time to bring them back? What were the promises Caught on the tips of our tongue Do we forget or forgive There's a whole lot of life Just waiting to be lived When one day we're brave enough To talk with conviction of the heart
your streets I walked alone As if my feet were not my own Such is the path I chose Doors I have opened and closed I'm tired of living this life Fooling myself Believing where I went I've never given love With any conviction of the heart With the earth, with the sky One with everything in life I believe it will smile With me Isn't it time to stop somehow? Air that's too angry to breathe And water our children can't drink You've heard it hundreds of times You say you're aware Believe and you care But do you care enough? Where's your conviction of the heart? One with the earth, with the one with everything in life I believe it will start With conviction of the one With the earth, with the sky One with everything in life I believe it will start With conviction Good morning. This is so heartwarming and soul-touching 
Thank you. Thank you for coming out in our lovely Colorado weather <laughs> and being a part of uh, touching my heart so profoundly and so deeply. I love you all. So grateful for this time and for the team that's obviously poured hours and hours uh, of thought and planning into this as they do for just about everything. They're just amazing. Eric, you want to share your heart? Yes. I never thought this day would come. (laughs) Over the years, Roger has talked about retirement, and it was always, well, you know, I can't retire until this happens or that happens or this starts or this ends or this person. And I thought, this ain't never going to (laughs) happen. But it has. Um, he, he talked a couple of, of years ago, he shared that, you know, the, the nudging is there, and I think it's, it's time. And lo and behold, all of those things started falling into place. And, and here we are today. And, and this day is quite surreal. We've had uh, a, a trip down memory lane in the, in the past with the video and the present right here now and talking about the future, which reminds me of a joke. The past, the present, and the future walked into a bar. It was tense. That's a good one. I could have used that. But I love you all. I love the staff, the ministers. This has been just a wonderful, glorious ride. It has been an honor and a joy to go down this path with you. You're a wonderful, beautiful man, minister, and my best friend, and I not only love you, but I really, really like you. Thank you. Thank you. My beloved. You know, it's been said that behind every successful minister is a surprise spouse. And uh, Eric has been hanging in with me. Thank you. All 31 years of our marriage, she's adapted to and supported the life of a minister. And uh, as a lot of our spouses know, that's so significant and, and beautiful. So thank you, first and foremost, to you for your love and your support. And then to my uh, incredible family. Uh, I am so blessed uh, to my oldest son, Justin, uh, and his wife, Susie, and our beautiful older three grandchildren, uh, Daisy, Hazel, and Roy, And then my son, Bobby, uh, who brought us the two youngest of our grandchildren, Francis and and, uh, Henry. And uh, over the years, I've also become so fond, so just love so much Erica's folks, uh, Bob and Millie Smith. And uh, Dr. Bob Smith, a coach for a long time, and Millie, an educator. And uh, Bob and I are football experts. You want to know anything about the Broncos or about what ought to happen in football, you talk to me or Bob, who has trained me well. As a coach, and uh, we can set you straight. Uh, and then uh, Erica's sisters are here, Marguerite, uh, her middle sister, Marguerite Lalonde, and then Alicia White and her wonderful husband, Dan White, who's like a brother to me as well. And uh, we love you guys and your kids, Peyton, Trey, and Davis. Uh, what a joy. Uh, you know, family is such an important thing. Your nuclear family and then your family of choice. Uh, and uh, my God, we are blessed. Speaking of family of choice, Mile High Church is the most magnificent congregation. It's, it's uh, a far and, and wide-stretching uh, congregation. You are love-embodied, so high consciousness. You, you've bought into big dreams and made them happen. My heart is so full with my love of you. And so thank you, beloved Mile High Church. Thank you to our incredible board of trustees, our current board, our past board members. Thank you to our practitioners of Mile High Church, really who hold the high watch in their prayers and in consciousness, almost 300 of them. Thank 
you. And then let me talk to you about the most incredible staff. Mile High Church is manifested and prepared and and delivers such high-quality spiritual food because of our staff. And and they're phenomenal. Uh, And I I thank all of you. Uh, There are many, too many to mention individually, but I will mention some that I've walked with for many decades on this staff. First of all, Dr. Kent Routenstrauss, former music director, now emeritus music director. I love you. I love your wife, Kathleen. Thank you so much, Kent. You're such a dear, dear person. Uh, And Karen Thomas, our events director of many years. Carmel Lytle, our chief financial officer. Jimmy Hutto, uh, our IT director. And then that guy back there. You always want to be good to the sound guy. Uh, Not just our sound guy, Nathan Marshall, who's been here forever and a day. But he uh, he really helps us uh, create the uh, great technical work that we do here. Thank you, Nathan. I love you, guy. And I, I think if you see anybody on our facilities staff on the way out, thank them for clearing all of the sidewalks and the parking lot starting at 3 o'clock this morning. God bless them. And again, all the staff who put so much into uh, this service. And I want to thank my, the Mile High ministers and your staff, or your, your, your spouse. I was going to say your staff, your spouse. Yeah, your paid, yeah, unpaid staff. Uh, thank you, Mile High Church. Mile High Church ministers, uh, you're remarkable, you're beautiful. And and especially a few of you that I've walked with for so many decades. Uh, Dr. Patty Luchenbach and I have been in the ministry together over 35 years, my entire time here as senior minister. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Barry Ebert, uh, been around here for so long, touching the lives of our kids. My God, we are blessed. I want to thank two of my dear friends in the ministry, Mary Morrissey, whom I love and respect so dearly. And she, you're such a magnificent presence in this world, Mary, teaching this stuff so powerfully. And your husband, Joe Dickey, wonderful guy, uh, great singer as well. And uh, my beloved brother, Howard Caesar, thank you for all the prayers and our friendship, Diane Caesar. Love you two so much. Love all the trouble we get into. It's a wonderful thing. And I also love the the founding of uh, the Association for Global New Thought together as we and our uh, ministerial buddies, including Michael Beckwith, we put this together and brought in our executive director, Barbara Fields, and great stuff was done, as you've shared, and I'm so grateful for that. And I'm very, very grateful to our Centers for Spiritual Living, the many, many centers around the world, and the minister colleagues and staff, some of whom are here today. My love and blessings to them. And, and uh, geez, the video messages that I've received, are, I haven't had a chance to say thank you, uh, but thank you to like Deepak and Marianne, Marianne Williamson and uh, James von Prague and Mark Nepo. I was so touched. And I also just want to speak a word for those who have, uh, of thanks for those who've left us uh, and moved to the, uh, to the other side. Uh, first of all, my mom and dad, uh, especially my mom's influence spiritually. Uh, she found this teaching and, and became so enamored with it and drug me uh, here to Mile High Church in my early teens and became, she became practitioner emeritus, served on the board here as well. I loved this place. God bless her. And loved Dr. Fred Vogt. I thank him, mentor, friend, fishing buddy, uh, and just a wonderful, wonderful being. Um, he was the third senior minister. I'm grateful for Reverend Roger Miller, the first one, Dr. Lester Bashara, then Dr. Fred Vogt. Um, such great shoulders to stand upon. A wonderful practitioner that uh, Fred and I got so much support from, Bill McGee. Uh, I'm thinking about Dr. Ezra Ellis, and I've told you stories this past month about him and his contributions, Peggy Bassett. It's just so, so touching to... Uh, 
see the people that have added to our, our lives. We don't do all of this alone, gang, in our lives. Brew Joy, uh, it's been mentioned that he facilitated my heart opening. I wouldn't be here right now if it weren't for Brew. And I'm also reflecting on John Denver, our friendship with him as we uh, met him and performed the wedding with Cassie. But then there are some that are still with us that I'm also grateful for who've served as ministers here. Uh, Dr. Raz Smith, I love you, Brother Raz. And then I've... I spoke a couple of days ago with Dr. Lloyd Barrett, and he's doing well and sends his love, Reverend Cynthia James. Cynthia, God bless you, dear. Good to see you. Yeah. And uh, other ministers who came up here and went on to serve, Reverend Norm Bouchard, Reverend Jay Lang. Uh, and what a beautiful thing. I just have to also say thank you, Ernest Holmes, and all the New Thought leaders and founders who had the courage to step outside the box and had the courage to begin to synthesize a universal spirituality that uh, was freed of fear and superstition that people could use uh, in their lives. Thank God for them. And and by the way, let's thank God, you know, because (laughs) without God, I don't think we'd be doing this. None of us would even be here. So thank God for that. Thank you for assisting me so beautifully these past months in stepping into a new chapter. Thank you for your support of Mile High's new chapter. Henry Drummond once said, you'll find as you look back on your life that the moments that you have truly lived are the moments when you have done things in the spirit of love. That's what Mile High Church is. It's the spirit of love. Mile High Church is great because of the incredible heart of Mile High. And we've been feeling that so phenomenally, which is why we have total and ultimate confidence in the path ahead because of the heart of Mile High Church. And because I know that you will lavish upon these two incredible souls back here, Dr. Michelle and Reverend Josh, your love and your support, your enthusiasm and your honoriness uh, that are the great gifts, the joy that you bring. I know that you will do that because this place is a greatness of heart. And so... You two beautiful beings, thank you. I'm reminded of the story of these two older ladies who went out for a drive, Mildred and Gladys, and they're driving along, and Gladys notices they run a stop sign, and they run another one, and a third one. Finally, she turns to Mildred, and she says, Mildred, you're running stop signs. And Mildred has a dazed look, and she says, oh, am I driving? Um, So, (laughs) just be clear, you two are driving. No, you're in the driver's seat. Yep. And we're in good hands. (laughs) And so on this day, uh, Dr. Michelle and Reverend Josh, I commend to your ministerial hearts the sacred spirit, love, light, and power that is Mile High Church. And I know you'll do it well. Thank you, beautiful ones. I love you, always. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, text 720-230-1404 or visit us at milehighchurch.org.